Yes, it's the middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. Welcome, everybody. We ask you to like the show right out of the gate. Thank you so much. By the way, Barrett making his rounds. Bro. Morning on WIP. WIP. Um, I, I'll have an article in, um, in, in, in another, you know, another um, place pretty soon. Bro, what, what is up with people just doubting my word? I mean, is that crazy or what? No, no, I mean, no, no. It's standard because what they want to do is it's people mostly in the industry. It's not the fans. Mm-hmm, it's the mm-hmm. people in the industry that will attack you, Barrett. If you have inside sources or you talk to people, they will doubt you because guess what? That means you're moving up the ladder. It's a merit badge. It's a good thing. They're going to call you liar. They're going to say you're full of shit. They're going to say you're this. <laughs> They're going to say you're that. So well, they won't say it to it. my face. They won't say it on the phone because I they you, know I probably get hey, to them. <laughs> say it to your face. I highly doubt that. <laughs> but hey, look at this, Seals. You know, so after I uh, said what I said yesterday, and I meant what I said. Of course. When I said it, and I still mean it. <clears throat> I also went back and I said, you know what? Let me go do a little more digging. On, on, on this no trade clause and everything else. And I found nobody with a, you know, credible source say, oh, uh, you know, he doesn't want to come to Philadelphia. Deshaun Watson has never said that, that I've seen uh, on, on, on print or I anything else. I told you that. I said he's never, or his agent, right. have never said ever. And then I took it this don't far. don't want to play in Philly. So then I took it this far. I started calling a couple players on, 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 on teams. You know, a couple Eagles players, you know, just to see what I could figure out. And like I said, he's still in play. I mean, I'm talking about big play. I'm going to tell you something. And someone who I spoke to yesterday, it was late in the evening. And I had a great conversation with Rich McKay, the president of the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. He drafted me when I was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the son of John McKay, who was the former Buccaneer head mm-hmm. football coach. And I've known Rich, and we've been friends for a long time. Um, I know this, that the Atlanta Falcons are a serious contender to land Deshaun Watson. If that wasn't the case, okay, he'd already be in Carolina or he'd already be in New Orleans. You got two teams you're negotiating with. What are you waiting for exactly then? The depositions? Possibly. But the Falcons are in play. You know, Jimmy Haslam got on an airplane yesterday and flew to Houston. The owner of the Browns flew to Houston to try (laughs) to sell him on coming to play for um, for the Browns. I have great sources inside the Browns. And... They flew down, talked to him. If this deal was all signed, sealed, and delivered, and by the way, Gary Cobb came on, and I will never dispute anybody's sources, especially guys like you and Gary who have been in that market and have great credibility. Gary believes that it's a done deal in Carolina, and he's just doing his due diligence by going around. Well, in that due diligence, we saw what happened with Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory was going to sign a contract with the Dallas Cowboys and thought second of it because they had some idiotic clause in there where they could go back after his money. Denver says we're not going to put that one stupid clause that Jerry Jones wanted in. 
He said, no, I'm not signing. I'm going to Denver. And I posted that, by the way, on my Twitter page that Randy Gregory, if Dallas does not do the right thing, the first team up to bat will be the Denver Broncos because, again, through our sources, we know people in a Denver organization. And that was the front runner for this. So I'm going to put this out there to you. Here's where I think the Eagles are. You tell me if you agree or disagree, Barrett. You're seeing what I just said, and you're hearing what I just said about uh, the Cleveland Browns. They have publicly basically shamed Baker Mayfield by making it public that they flew down yesterday in Jimmy Haslam's Learjet or his G5, G8, whatever it is. He flew down to Houston. They sat around all day long with the quarterback and said, this is why it's great to come to Cleveland. This is what Cleveland has. How do you go back to Baker Mayfield after you've made it public? It's like date. It's like having a wife and all of a sudden your wife finds out that you're cheating on her. You're going to be okay with that? Of course she's not going to be okay with that. Baker Mayfield posted on his Twitter page this soliloquy about how he loves the fans and all this, and, hey, it's been great here. Whatever, dude. Okay? This is just part of the business. Right. (laughs) I ask you this. You played for the guy. You know the guy. You know how he acts. Is this not Howie Roseman's M.O. to do everything behind the scenes He doesn't want to shame the same way Mayfield has been shamed in public. Why would he want to do that to a kid he drafted, devalue the guy? He learned, in my my opinion, from the mistake that he made with Wentz. There it is right there. That's it right there. So, you know the guy more than me. Is this not Howie Roseman's MO and how he acts? Hey, where did Hassan Reddick come from? Exactly from out of nowhere. And and people don't understand – the depth of him signing Riddick now, who's 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 perfect for the defense, you know, that they want to run anyways. But he does things that are underneath the radar. So, number one, he learned from not going out there and, and devaluing Carson Wentz, putting Carson Wentz. I mean, he could have got two firsts instead of a second and a second, which turned into a first. If he'd have conducted himself in, a, in the right way, in the right fashion, the organization didn't leak certain things. So he learned from that. He's seeing what's going on around him. He understands, like we did the list of how many teams um, D. Watson would 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 be better than who would who wouldn't want to bring this kid in. The mere fact that they are, he's got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. He can't go out there and just throw his hand out there. He may have a straight set in his hand right now. He just cannot do it. He's got to have his poker face on. And for us to think that the Texans want to get that $40 million cap hit against him. Not only that, but on the 18th, seven days after the 18th, they have to pay him a $5 million um, roster bonus. $5 million. You think they really want to do that? And this kid is not going to be on the team? Absolutely. They're already one of the highest teams in dead money. (laughs) Right. You're going to put more dead money on your roster? How do you build your football team? If you're going to do this, and I want to make a point to you also. Hey, Carolina, that's great. You know what would happen if Carolina and the and the um, Texans make this move? You'll have the third pick, and you'll also have the sixth pick, which is fantastic. But 
you still have to go on a layaway program for the next year and then the year after that. Yep. This is what the Eagles could give you. Four ones. I said that this morning. Four ones. Four ones this year, Barrett. Four ones. See, I said that this year. I said that. I said, looking at what 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 they have to offer. They just have so much that the Texans, the Texans are no doubt, no doubt want to talk to the Eagles. In fact, they're the leaders right now on the board as far as with the Texans on what they could receive back from this pick. Four the, ones. Three this year and one for next year. Come on, man. Are you hey, kidding me? And, and here, let's just potentially do the deal that Denver did. So they maybe you have to give because the kid's 26. You give your three ones. You give two twos. You give three players. You get Fletcher Cox off your contract, off your salary cap. You pay a percentage of it. You send that 18-2 to the Texans. They take Fletcher, and they take – it's going to cost somebody else, okay? Potentially it could be Melodic. Potentially it could be Devontae Bro, Smith. I said that. I said that, and my boy Merrill said no. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> because he loves the player. But wait a minute. We all so love wait the a minute. player. Angelo would rather have Jordan Malata than Deshaun Watson. Well, you can't put it in that aspect because they, they don't believe in that. But that's exactly believe in that. Well, then you don't believe in winning. I don't know. I don't know. You want the best player available at the number one position on everybody's roster. There's no question that the, the quarterback position is the number one position on all these NFL rosters. And without a quarterback, you really, you, you're really in a bad place. Now, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is not. I love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can play the game. Jalen Hurts is in a, a, a quarterback that's going to have a 10, 15-year career. You know, he's going to be a solid quarterback. But, you know, just like Jaw said, Jaw said, all right, do you want to be 9-7? and seven? You know, do you, do, you, do you just want to win nine games? You want to win 10 games? Or do you want to win it all? That's right. And, and, and I, here, and know this too, Barrett. You think you, you think that Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback? He's a good quarterback. Is he, is he <laughs> He's a, top, a good quarterback? We'll is, watch he a top 10, is he a top 10 quarterback? No. Watch this. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Hey, well, thank you for not robbing a bank. You're in the NFL. <laughs> Okay, you better be good. Okay, or then right, you're right. Nathan Peterman. Okay, you, hey, I don't want good. Right, right. I want I'm a trying Super Bowl. to win championships. Right, I want a Super Bowl. Right, and we know, we know that Watson is good enough. And if he comes to the Eagles, the balance of the NFC, not just the NFC East, but the NFC, goes favorably with the Eagles. Period. Period. Eagles are still in this conversation for uh, Deshaun Watson just by the way that how he operates. Okay. And the fact that the Atlanta Falcons are meeting today with Deshaun. Okay. The 49ers are supposed to be up to the bat too in talking with Deshaun. Okay. So wait a minute here. You're trying to tell me that there's going to be – think about that for a second. So the 49ers don't like their quarterback room, and they ended up surrendering that bounty of draft choices a year ago to get Trey Lance, and you're sitting around going like this today. Hey, look, nothing against our room. We got a guy in our room that's been to two NFC championship games in three years, 
and we're still looking at Deshaun. <laughs> Why in your right mind wouldn't you think that the Eagles would be in the conversation? By the way, Cleveland versus Philly. Really? Okay, well, I'm not seeing that. Cleveland has got holes on that football team now. You've got to replace your wideouts. Your Y and your Z have to be replaced, okay? You got, you're going to lose your center. You've got two running backs. Fantastic. Kevin Stefanski is a fine coach, former NFL coach of the year. Fantastic. Miles Jack on the other side. You're talking about, or um, what's his name? The uh, defensive end, not Miles Jack. He was just released by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Fantastic pass rusher. You got great defensive football players, okay? But you're in the AFC. Give me the least amount of resistance to get to the Super Bowl is in the NFC side. Common sense tells you this. And people telling me, watch this, I'm going to take a lesser freaking deal from Carolina and New Orleans because I want to play there and the Texans will set their franchise back another 10 freaking years if they don't make this move with the best opportunity to get the best assets in return. Or you're going to be doing this too, Barrett. You're going to be building that team for the next GM and the next head football coach. There it if is. you don't make this deal right. They're trying to right now. You, these GMs want to hitch their wagon to a quarter quarterback. Period, point blank. That's exactly how you go out there and you win championships with quarterbacks. And I'll say it again. Jalen Hurts is a fine quarterback. But do you want a guy that can change the narrative completely? It's not, like I said, we get, we've made those two lists. There's only two gripes that I have with, with, with Watson. You know, what's going to be the punishment from the NFL? Four games. And then can they can they weather that storm? Yeah, they'll, have, so. they'll have Gardner Minshew. Right. <laughs> That's why they didn't deal him to Indy. Right now, he they, he's, he's got some offers right now also. That's right. Well, Indy wants him to be the starter. And you know how I, I know that? <laughs> I talked to Frank Wright. <laughs> you don't know okay. anybody, man. You don't know anybody. <laughs> the, Colts, the Colts offered a fifth. Howie said no to it. This is this is crazy, man. How about this? Howie said no to it right now because he doesn't know what the negotiations are going to be with Watson. He can't let go of that guy yet. No. I'll tell you what. His value goes up now because the Eagles value him. As a backup quarterback, you could go out and sign Teddy Bridgewater, some other stiff, bring in Jacoby Brissett, do something, do anything to bring another guy in, but they they value him. He can weather the storm. Nick Sirianni. He storm. Here, here's what I think. I think it's gonna. I think first and foremost, it's gonna be about six games. Then the the, the uh, uh, players' association will negotiate it down like they did Roethlisberger's deal down to four games. Yep. And he'll probably miss the first four games of the season and they'll retro the last year as time served. That's what I'm hearing. That's what Troy Vincent's office is kind of leaking out what would happen. Because, again, he's got the element of innocence in this. Hey, okay, something freaky went on. Maybe there was conduct. But quite frankly, nothing's really come out, okay? And you know what people are doing? It's all innuendo crap again. It's nothing from the sources of the attorney, because you know why? Why would that guy, Tony Busby, want to injure any opportunity to make a restitution financial settlement with these girls by going out and saying something that actually happened? Because you know why? These are going to be confidentiality agreements that are going to be signed. 
He damages all of that. If he comes out and says, Watson, like fingers here or whatever, he'd be damaging their opportunity and his 33% on each case. <laughs> right. That's the big thing right there. Out of a hundred grand, that's a nice little $30,000 check. That's right. He gets grand. 33% out of every single one of these. So figure that out. 22, let's just say it's a hundred grand. You're talking $2.2 million. Okay. He gets 33% of that. He's going to shit all over that by going, hey, you should have seen Watson was a freak show. Right. Exactly. exactly. That happening. So this will not get out in the public. Now, the NFL will probably do their due diligence because you know the NFL security is probably already know what the case is. Yeah. FBI they, of was they do. In. Yep. They already know that. They already know exactly what went on. They know exactly what the ladies have said because the FBI does their due diligence. Now, going forward, in all these confidentiality agreements, he comes to the Eagles. He sits out four games. They recovered from a two and five season and made it to the playoffs. So that's instant. That I mean, regardless of him being suspended or not, that instantly pushes them up into the pack as far as being the leaders in the NFC because they could win after that. With that offensive line, that's all he has to say. All right, you don't have enough weapons at the wide receiver position. They got plenty of money to go out and get one. That offensive line can definitely dictate to Watson, hey, we could take the pressure off you with these big guys up front. He hasn't had that. He's been running for his life. Now he'll have somebody that can block in front of him. Come on, man. Say what you want to say. This this is the perfect place for Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. And there's no question that, hey, common sense. Common sense. Four ones. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen that in NFL history. A team have four ones? Right. (laughs) And get this too, Barrett. You know what you're selling the Texans? You're selling the Texans this. Hey, guess what? Okay? We're not going to make your team better in five years. We're going to make your team better today. Right. In the draft. Today. How about you want to go out and say, again, and you send, you want to put Jalen in the deal? You send Jalen to Texas too? You send him to the Texans? Do you got a quarterback there? You got a you got a character guy. Your that franchise needs character more than any franchise. I'll tell and you he, what. And he's are, home. And he's home. He's home. And you get character out of the whole thing. I'll ask you one more time. Is this not Howie Roseman's MO on how he does business? Does Howie ever show his hand? No, never. I'm gonna tell you the truth, just like with Alshon Jeffries contract. Say what you want to say at the end, but I'm talking about when he came out as a, as an unrestricted free agent. He wasn't even in the books. We were already, you know, right there at the limit of the salary cap. He works out a deal, gets Alshon to the Eagles to play with a young quarterback in Carson Wentz. He gets him here. Nobody else knew. Nobody. We, we thought we didn't even have a shot of bringing in the number one free agent at the wide receiver position, and how he made it happen. You see here where Double says, come on, guys. He's not even meeting with the Eagles. Common sense, dude. With the guy with the biggest bag of money, you don't want to talk to him? <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're trying to sell your house, you're going to talk to a guy that's going to give you 10% on your home or the entire million bucks for your house. Well, well, Dan, that, the, you, that guy's comment doesn't even make sense if you're not, if you're not even thinking clearly. Well, look at this, Dan. It's, it's it's not it's not necessarily if he's meeting with them. 
is not he's not negotiating the contract with the Eagles. The Texans are. The Texans are. are should be the ones we care about meeting with the teams. We don't care if, he, if they talk to. I mean, if he if he puts a no trade clause, he says, "All right, my no trade clause. I don't want to go get Philadelphia." Then they'll sit down and talk to him. But at this point, the Texans are the people that need to be talking to the Eagles. The Eagles need to be talking to the Texans because at this point, the player only has is the no trade clause. But the Texans hold the keys to the car because they own his rights, and that's the bottom line. It doesn't Correct. matter if he talks to him or not. I'll tell you this, too. Joe Banner, who was on with uh, – I think he was either on before you or after you, um, the former GM of the Eagles, and he said that – He brought me in. in He's the one drafted me. Joe Banner okay. drafted me. He's still, he, he's still in play. Well, let me tell you something about Joe Banner. Who did his tutelage and who did his internship under Joe Banner? Exactly. Howie. Okay. Well, <laughs> he knows how the Eagles operate, cloak and dagger, behind the scenes. You're going to try to tell me, a guy like Joe Banner, who is who was part of that organization and boys with the owner, okay, doesn't have an inside line in there to Howie and how they operate and how things work and how the hierarchy is inside that building. They don't want to, in my opinion, they. why would you look like the Cleveland Browns and what they've done? You've got a guy writing, like I said, um, a soliloquy or he's sitting here writing this poem to the Cleveland fans. I love you. You're so great. He's such a here. Let me figure <laughs> a word. He's so wuss, soft. Yeah. They wuss. They say wuss. It's wuss okay. Wuss. He is such a wuss, man. That guy. <laughs> what? You know why? He I'm proud of you, Dan. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Aunt's proud of you. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> I need it, believe you. Hey, <laughs> Baker Mayfield reminds me of a high school cheerleader, okay? I mean, this guy's like, watch this. Barrett, how many franchise quarterbacks talk like this? Well, I want to thank everybody out there for being my friend and really supporting me for all the four years I was here. Dude, shut the hell up. Stop yeah. moaning. <laughs> Act like a franchise guy, man. You're always worried about that BS that's in the background with you. Hey, I know I've got to be. I mean, the tweets, I got to be tougher. He's come after me, too, because I tweeted. I go, franchise quarterbacks, don't tell people what they're going to do. They right. do it. I, I don't know. Yes. You ever heard you ever heard Jalen say anything about anything? He puts his head down. He goes to work. He's been through this situation before. And not to say, you know, it's not his fault for being in this situation, but at the end of the day, that's the nature of the NFL. I told people before, five minutes after they sign you to a contract in the NFL, the ink's not even dry yet, and they're trying to find somebody to replace you, bigger, strong, faster, and also cheaper and, and younger than you are. So it doesn't I mean this is just what happens. You're always trying to upgrade, and how we wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't – Yeah, well, let me hey. – let me let me just put it to you this way here, okay? And I, th- th- I want to make one more comment here on, on Deshaun here too. Um, I never believed that these cases were strong from the second they hit the scenes because there's just the, – the whole case was handled poorly by everybody in the media as usual. The only two people that truly handled this case perfectly were Deshaun and the Texans, believe it or not. Yeah. They're the yeah. only people because we have made a narrative 
that this guy here has criminal activity. You can't prove that. Right. And so to me, there is no collateral damage because everything you say now about Watson is innuendo. Yep. There's no fact. It's almost like the same thing. Well, the Eagles aren't in it. How the frig do you know that? Right. <laughs> Give me one place where that is posted where Deshaun Watson or his agent go, I don't want to play there. You can't find it. You can't. And use more common sense. Who can offer the most? Philly. And by the by the way, it's two to one. Right, exactly. So you're going to exonate. Watch this. Even if Watson goes like this in the meeting, Barrett, I don't want to play in Philly. Guys, if you're Nick Casario, you've got to be emphatic about going like this. Deshaun, we need Philly to up the value of this deal. Think about this for a second. You'd have to even use Philly as a benchmark, Barrett. Say they don't want to really go there. You would still have to talk to them by doing this. Okay, so Carolina offers me 1-1 one, one this year. Well, I, okay, Philly can offer me three ones this year. Bro, you need Philly in the conversation because you're going to go to Carolina or New Orleans and go like this. We're talking to Philly and Howie Roseman. Howie wants to put three ones, two twos, and two threes, and two players on the table. That's kind of the deal. And you don't, you can't get in that conversation. You have to elevate your offer then. Philly elevates the entire offers around the league. No, he, they you don't a have benchmark. them in the conversation, Barrett. How Dan, are you they, elevating the trade? They're the benchmark. Right. They're the benchmark of, of everything that's going on right now in the Texans and with, and with, um, with Watson. They are the benchmark. They set the price. Because they're the only ones with three first-rounders. Now you got the Giants with two. You got Detroit with two. But if I was, you know, who would you rather go to, the Giants or Detroit? Come on, man. There's no question the Eagles at least have won a Super Bowl this year, the last four years, five years. We see, I mean, Detroit, they're never going to win. The Giants, I play for both organizations. The Giants want to win, but they just now getting back on track now that Gettleman's gone. Where do they go now? The best way that they can go is to have the Eagles set the benchmark on where they're going, what you want to obtain. How about this? So 007 goes, Adam Schefter's reporting that all teams meeting with Watson already have trades approved by the Texans. Okay, so watch this. Let's just say that's true. Let's just say that's hypothetically true. So you got three lesser deals on the table than what the Eagles could offer. How are you – how, how is that remotely common sense? How is that? What's this? I got two deals on the table for a one this year, a one next year, and a one next year. And even, hey, a one after that. Okay, that's th- those are the trade offers. Well, the Eagles put on the table three ones and players and seconds and thirds. So you're putting lesser deals on the table. Aren't you trying to get the biggest market value for this guy that you possibly can? Or are you really that ignorant? And are you really that inept as an organization? Well, you'll just say this. Hey, shit, you can take them. Just give me a couple ones and a couple stiff players. (laughs) Right. Come on, man. And that's it right there. Like, Philly, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Malata. I've been singing his praises since he put that daggone ukulele down and started just deboing cats. 
but we're talking about a franchise quarterback that's in the works. There's nobody on that roster right now that is untouchable for trade bait to bring in Deshaun. This, but Barrett, this is why you never fall in love with players. You fall in like with players. Okay? You fall in like. That is the model in New England. Never fall in love with your players or you'll beat Jerry Jones and overpay him. Yep. You fall in like with your players because eventually, Barrett, no matter if I love you or not, you're a character guy, all that bullshit that people throw at, at the end of the day, I'm either going to cut you or trade you. And get this. Hey, at the end, you know, if I was up front with you from the very beginning, hey, I really like you, man. I really like you on my team. You don't fall in love with guys because eventually that's going to come back to haunt you. Look at what the Cowboys' position is right now. They lost Randy Gregory because of a shitty contract clause they put in there that they wanted the money back if um, he ended up doing something off the field. The Broncos went, we won't have that clause in our contract, and they gave him more dough. Jerry Jones, really at the end of the day, didn't want Randy Gregory on the team because if he did, you he keep that up. Yep. Dak Prescott had a DUI in college. I don't see anything with character issues when it came to him putting a clause in his contract. I mean, do you you can't just drop that in on players and think, well, hey, I'm going to make a business decision here, and I'm going to go to Denver because Denver, in my opinion, has more upside, actually, than what the Cowboys do. The Cowboys' window's closed, in my opinion. You're now a lesser team. He fell in love with Amari. He fell in love with Randy Gregory. He fell in love with Demarcus Lawrence. You gave Demarcus Lawrence all that money, and he's been unproductive the last two years. Really, bro? That's why the Cowboys are the Cowboys, and they've won. How about three Zeke? Games. How about Zeke? Zeke, Zeke is so overpaid, dude. I mean, where would you rank Ezekiel Elliott right now as a running back in the NFL? Uh, he's just he's just above top ten right now. I mean, he's right around nine. Yeah, right around nine, and you're paying him like he's the number one back in the league. I could get the same production out of Miles Sanders as I get out of Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Yep. Okay, look at Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's making $850,000 a year. Zeke makes four forty dollars a game. You ain't mm. up to that contract, man. So when people are saying all that BS, man, how about this? The Eagles aren't in. How, where in your right mind would you think that the Eagles were not the benchmark of the trade? They are the centerpiece in this trade because they can offer the most. Anytime you're negotiating with anybody, you start with the guy who can give you the most, and it sets the bottom floor. You think Carolina, with their one shitty pick this year, is the floor of the trade? Or is it Philly with three ones? Think about that. Nick Casario has to be using Philadelphia as a trade barometer on what his value is. He wouldn't because, be doing his job if he didn't. That's right. And, and Barrett, because we saw Russell Wilson's deal, twos, two ones, two twos, threes, and three players. That's going to be the blueprint. And now for a 26-year-old franchise guy, you're going to have to – how about this? If somebody came to me and goes, hey, you want a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers or do you want a 26-year-old Deshaun Watson? Man, I would debate that one with people. Because I can build my team for the next 12 years around Watson. Exactly. I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers even wants to play next year. I'm not sure. Hey, 
I would take Watson just because of the behavior of Rodgers flip-flopping the last two years if he wants to play. Why would I trade for Aaron Rodgers when Rodgers is doing this? He's playing patty cake. Well, you know, playing, I'm not playing. Dude, that wears people out. And quite frankly, I don't want to build my team around a guy that's going to wear me out. I want my quarterback to wear teams out. Just makes hey. So when people are going like this on my Twitter page or to you or anybody else, I say this: use your brains. Just <laughs> right. use your brains and don't be a media stiff. Or like right now, calm nobody. We look at look at Carolina's picks. Carolina has one first rounder, no two. No three. They have one, four, two, fives, a six, and a seven. Now, if you're a GM, if you're the Texas GM, what value do you see out of that? I don't. What value do you see? Where, where draft picks can you get that even close to the haul you're going to get with the Eagles this year? What's this? Not, not, not later on down the line, but this year. And, oh, you, you got they got Christian McCaffrey. Who else do they have? Christian McCaffrey, you can keep him. He's been injured the last two years and missed significant time. Okay, I mean, we're, we're not talking about a 300-carry guy here. This is not Derrick Henry. You got right. Derrick Henry in the conversation. I'm going, hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> I could do a lot with that horse. I'm good with that. We're talking about a broken-down Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well, maybe I could see. Okay, so what's the notion? The Houston Texans love him because he's a white running back? <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> hey, Barrett, I had to do it. Hey, I, I know, I I, I had to do it. Okay. What's but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me because they don't have enough. They don't have enough right now to say that. How, how do you, how can you conceptually think that they're the front runners in the trade when they have nothing really serious to offer them? Here's a couple, here's a couple quarters and dimes and <laughs> the Eagles are offering hundred dollar bills. I'll tell you what, that stripper ain't going to the table with the pennies on it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they hey, look, even, they look, Barrett, even strippers know you don't go to the table with no drinks and pennies on the table. You go to the table with the $100 bills and the shot glasses on the table. Right. That's what I hear. <laughs> you That's what, what I hear. I see green over here and I see copper over here. Which way am I going? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this guy's got pennies and water on the table. <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk more on this because to me, it's just it it it. People are not using their noggins here, and they're not using their common sense here on where Philly is in this whole process here. We'll we'll continue the conversation. Please hit the like button. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. Back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Barrett Brooks, big sales here on the middle. I'd like to thank the Cleveland Brown fans for like supporting <laughs> me and my family and you know what? Man, I hate soft dudes, man. I, I especially like that. I mean, high school cheerleaders act like that. Okay. High school male cheerleaders act like that. Absolutely. Hey, did I get my lift right? <laughs> That's how kickers and punters act. <laughs> They're not football players, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I know, listen, I know that everyone's been upset. Shut up, dude. Sh- have you ever heard Tom Brady post anything like that? Exactly, exactly. Peyton Manning or any of these other guys. I mean, dude. He wants that sympathy, man. I, I care less about sympathy. Me too. And I that's, could that's, care. Look how Jalen. Look how you know, look how Jalen's acting during this. And I, you know what? I'll tell you something. If you want to know how to act when there's conversation about another quarterback potentially taking your job, you know who you turn to? Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo showed you what it is to be a professional last year. Garoppolo saw all the talk. They kicked the can on Matthew Stafford. They were talking about potentially bringing in Deshaun Watson. Shit, they're meeting with Watson and his people. Even as we speak, you know what Garoppolo does? He's 36 and 16, goes out and wins. That's why I like that guy. Because that guy shows you what it's about to be, a professional quarterback. He learned it from Brady. He learned it from Don Yee, who was Brady's agent also, and said, just keep to your own business. Don't worry about the outside noise. You know how many people can't do that? Aaron Rodgers can't do that. Baker Mayfield cries like a bitch, okay? And then you look at this guy here in San Francisco, and that guy knows exactly how to act. That's why Garoppolo is an asset because you know what the you know what you know what he's doing. How he acts when someone's trying to replace you. 
How you act now is going to reflect your next job. How you act when you get fired, I've learned a lesson. Trust me, I've been canned a few times. Me too. Okay? How you act now is going to reflect on the next job. You start bitching and whining and crying about why you got released or why everybody hates you and the world sucks. People are going to look at you and go, well, if I fire him, he's going to act like that too. I can't bring that shit in here. Uh, They don't want to bring it in. That's right, because they don't want the headache. They want you to be a professional because you're not understanding that the NFL is about professionals, professional football. That's what it means to be a professional football. I didn't know that when I was in the game. You did. You figured it out. You knew how to act. Barrett, people constantly telling you, I got a guy better than you. I got a guy better than you. I got a guy better than you. Shit, you look up, you got a 12-year career. Bro. My first year, I came in, and I was supposed to start at guard, but, um, uh, you know, the guy that was starting there, you know, he just couldn't stop smoking weed. So, bam, he's out, and I'm starting left tackle. The next year, they draft uh, Jermaine Mayberry to take my position. I fight him off. I'm still starting. The third year, they bring in uh, Steve Wallace. Boom, I fight him off. I'm starting left tackle again. They finally bring in Big Trey. I'm not starting left tackle anymore. <laughs> he, Big Trey, he became the starter, and he was there for like 10, 12 years after that. But then I moved to right tackle. You know, it, it, you know, they were always trying to replace me. You just got to keep fighting and go forward. That's the nature of the beast. I mean, the NFL is, is – is, that's why they call it not for long. You know, not National Football League, but it's not for long. You just got to keep fighting, man, and keep and your head down. if you're not a pro. Exactly. Well, I mean, look at – Look at what's going on with, 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 you know, in the Eagles locker room right now. In the Eagles locker room right now, they are trying to keep things, you know, subtle, keep things quiet. But, you know, of course Hurts is pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed off. And he's using this. It's fueling his fire. I can almost guarantee he went out and ran about five miles. Every time he heard the word uh, Watson, he went out and ran five miles. Just to know, just just to put things in perspective, he understands that he has to go out there, keep his head down, and work at it. You know what I'm saying? You can't be, oh, I'm, let me let me send this goodbye. You ain't even gone anywhere. They ain't even said they're letting you go, but you're giving a goodbye to the fans. That just shows that organization how weak you are and weak-minded you are. Absolutely. he's The guy is weak, dude. And by the way, for all you Philly people, and I know a lot of media people are tuning in, I scooped all of you guys, man. Guess where I scooped you? I scooped you in the Vic score story. Who do you think reported that nationally? I did. I was the first guy before Chris Mortensen, before anybody. I told them because you know why? I saw Vic working out, and I saw the Eagles and all those front office guys in Orlando with Tom Shaw, who was his trainer, and I went over to Tom Shaw. I go, What's going on? He goes, he's signing a contract. Don't say it until noontime. He's signing a contract to Philadelphia. You know who got him the job in Philly? You know who got him the job in Andy Reid? Tony Dungy came over from Tampa, sold the Eagles on Michael Vick. I was in the room when that happened. Dungy's in. I went over with Coach Dungy. We're in Orlando. Vic walks in. They give him a physical. You can Google it. Anybody, I challenge you. Dan Cilio breaks the story. He's the first voice on the Michael Vick to Philadelphia. Okay, so I knew immediately. I've had sources in that city 
since the Vic story. So I know what's going on, and I know, Joe, and I know this, and I, I know the M.O. You worked for him. You were better and closer to Howie. Banner hired you, right? He yep, drafted I, you. Banner drafted me. He's, okay. he's he's the type. He's He likes to sit back and just watch everything just fall into place. You know, and 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 that's how he conducts himself. Howie's the same way. He's not gonna go out squawking. He'll be the guy to say, "I told you so," but he's not gonna go out there and let his left hand know what his right hand is doing all the time. He plays it, and you know, he plays the background first, and then bam, what do you know? A guy like Hassan Reddick is in your locker room. You know, a guy like Alshon Jeffers in your locker room. Timmy Jernigan is your locker room. Chris Long is now in your locker room. Legarrett Blunt is in your locker room. We had no idea Legarrett Blunt was even around or they were sniffing him. And all of a sudden he shows up in the locker room. Malcolm Jenkins from out of the blue becomes a safety in the Eagles organization. You know what I'm saying? They bring in Darren Sproles from out of the blue. We were looking for a running back slash returner, but he comes down in and swoops players out. of. I mean, that's what he does. So, you know, to think that, you know, even Murray, you know, the running back Murray from Dallas, he doesn't make a big, you know, or – a grandstand all right look what i just did he does when he, he when he puts his product out on the field he may go out there and pump his chest up but while he's out there negotiating trying to make deals he's not saying anything he's quiet about it right here barrett here, here here's just so you know here um xander just put, just sent us a message here confirmed mike florio um backed me and said this mike florio goes dan Cilio, wdae breaks the michael vick to the eagle story first Wow. I know people inside your organizations, freaks, right here. ESPN Mortensen reported Thursday night on the air that Michael Vick has signed a two-year deal with the Eagles. The deal was first reported, as best we could tell, by Dan Cilio at WDAE in Tampa. I don't know. Yeah, I was in the room <laughs> when they signed him. I saw the ink drying on the paper. See? So I know what's up here with this. Okay? And common sense – in that organization and their behavior and how they act. they're very raiderish in a way, Barrett, and how they how they go about their business. They don't show their hand. The teams that show their hand, like Cleveland, dude, look at what you've done. You've devalued Baker Mayfield two in the pro. Get this. You think Baker Mayfield's right now, you think you did a service to him? Or do you think you did a disservice to the number one overall pick? You try to trade him now, people are like this. This dude was the fourth. He was the number one pick four years ago. The number one pick. And now we're looking at Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Come on, man. Come it on, doesn't make, It doesn't make sense um, that they wouldn't be in the mix when they have the most to offer. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. Why wouldn't the Eagles be in the mix? Oh, they're not talking to Deshaun. Well, hell, they don't need to talk to Deshaun. They need to talk to the Texans. The Texans own his rights. Now, he does have a no-trade clause. But do you really think that he would not use that no-trade clause, use that against him, considering the fact that they could say, all right, since you're doing that, we're just going to fine you for not coming in and, 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 and keep you here? How about this, Barrett? The only way that I would use the no-trade – Here's what you do and why you have a no-trade clause. It protects you from going to a shitty team. 
You're not looking not to go to a – why would in a million years would I not want to go to a playoff team? I'm not going to not do this. Well, because it's cold? Dude, majority <laughs> of the NFL teams are in cold weather, dog. Okay? I mean, it protects you from a t- being sent to the Jets. It protects you to going to franchises like the Dolphins. That's why you have a no trade in there. And – if it's between one team or another and they're winning, it gives you the latitude maybe to pick that. But if one team is here with draft choices and the other team is here, the Texans and Deshaun, they have to have a compromise somewhere in there. How do you go to another team? And how do you go to Deshaun and go like this? Look, man, we've been really great to you all year long. We've done everything you've wanted. We've paid you. We activated you. You got a credited year. Your benefits never stopped. You, you, we, we ate all the. How about, how about the daily PR nightmare with the Texans all year long? That last year. How about this? You know what really sucks here? David Cully took it in the shorts and was falling on the sword. You talk about a black coach who never had a chance to be a coach. He'd have a snowball. David Cully never had a chance, and you cost that guy. His only shot at being an NFL head coach. And you know what? You're not going to work with the Texans. I would look at you and go like this. You destroyed that guy's opportunity at winning. You never gave David Cully. Black head coach, you shit on a guy. You absolutely destroyed his dream because Deshaun, he wanted, they hired him hoping because he was a black coach and a solid coach. Been in the game 28 years. Think about that. David Culley's been in the game 28 years. 28 years. And the Texans pissed all over him along with Deshaun and shit that guy out. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, you want to know what a disservice to a black coach is? Right there. Don't tell me you're going to use some trade clause and not sit there and work with me because you cost the man his gig and his future and his dream. Well, I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, like, he has said nothing about that. And everybody's saying, oh, you, he's, he said he didn't want to go. No, he never said he didn't want to go to Philly. He never – I mean, neither the organization nor did he say anything close to that. Oh, but we're not talking to – you don't know who they're talking to. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at it, why would you want everybody to know that you're doing stuff anyways? You don't. You want to you use it? And 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 you don't want to up the price on you going there. That's why they're letting these other teams that don't really have a shot say, "All right, they're doing it." Because these I mean, other teams, Baird, are offering pennies. Right. The Eagles are offering gold nuggets. What do the Saints and, have to offer? Here, I think the nineteenth pick. <laughs> oh, and uh, Trevor Simeon, or or Tyson Hill. <laughs> And they're 40 million over the cap. Right. How still, you fitting that guy? Still, how you fitting that guy in? Still 40 million over the cap. Still. <laughs> they try to I mean they, they gotta be under the cap before the 18th. Come yeah. on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. And wait, no, no. What I'm gonna do is this. I'm gonna gut the team, get Watson, so Watson goes to a shitty place. <laughs> 
hey, but it's New Orleans. I'm going kind of home. You know, from the, it's in the south. And it's, you're gonna, it's inside. It's, it's warm. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah, hey, hey, watch this. They got great gumbo. Right. The food is spectacular. Okay. Mercedes Dome is a really good play. Dude, what about football? You know, that's what the that's that's what the Lakers, it was one of the famous lines I ever heard. Lamarcus Aldridge, he was leaving the San Antonio Spurs and he walked into um Los Angeles and everybody was pitching. Yeah, we got Sunset Strip, we got the beaches, we got the sun, we got it's the Lakers. Lamarcus Aldridge went like this. I want to win games, dude. Right, right. I go, I'm trying to win a championship. I go, I'm not coming here for the bars. I can do that anywhere. By the way, San Antonio is a very underrated city, too. If you've ever been there, yeah, have. it's a yeah, very have. underrated city, man. I enjoy going there on that boardwalk there, too, around the Alamo. It's pretty, it's a pretty underrated city. I love it. <laughs> dude, people want to eight. People want to go today and they want to win. So wait a minute. So Deshaun's going to go to a play. I mean, he's already in a shithole. He wants to go to another one? Right. He doesn't want to compete? Well, dude, I don't know if I'm – you know what? How about this? I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to have a different opinion of him. If he lands on some pod, that's some team that has no shot of winning. Because then I'm going to go like this. Uh, Man, there's there's something to this here. I want to be in my environment. Now, I get the Atlanta thing. He's from Atlanta. Okay, I, I, I get the Atlanta thing. All right, Barrett, let's do this here. You got to push all three in, right? Right. Right, you got to. There's no because question. you have to outbid those Southern teams. Yep. You got to push all, all three in. But you also may have to, you know, have some picks, you know, lower down the totem pole also right around about four, three. Four? Uh, I was you know? thinking more like twos and threes. I mean, that's, that's hey, a lot. How many picks? What, what are the progress? Hey, Xander, give me the um, progression of picks in the 2022 Eagle draft. I want to know because I know, I think they picked up a a three from the Dolphins or something. Um, I want to know what all their picks are this year and what we have to put as a package together here. Because I'll tell you what, too, the Texans are going to want ball players too, because again, the benchmark is going to be um what denver did and by the way folks if joe banner says that he's still in play you gotta believe and by the way do you know what gms do they call people up like jimmy johnson coach what do you think of the value who's the creator of the value chart it's jimmy all these gms and head coaches call him okay here are the picks Round one, 15, 16, and they got 19. 19, yep. Round two, to be determined. Round three, to be determined. I think, I if I'm not mistaken, okay, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've got two third-round picks. They've got two five, three fives. They got a six that they got from the Jets. Okay. Here's what I'm offering up. You go first, Barrett. If I'm going to go, I'm going to give them all three first-rounders. All three. Here, let me write it down. All three ones. All three ones. Uh, I'm going to give them a third. I'm going to give them one of the fifths. 
because they got three fives. And then, I mean, you could pick on my roster after that. Like I said, three nobody's ones, three no, ones to three, and I'm going to give you a five, and I'm going to give you three players. And you can pick. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's covered. You know, as far as you know, not being available to bring in a Deshaun Watson. And I might you know, want a fourth rounder back. Well, they might kind of like them. Denver got. Because mm-hmm. Denver got a pick, or um, yeah, Denver got a pick because they sent the players. I think they got Watson in a four. I think that's how that worked out. So, but let, let let's leave that off. So you're saying three ones, a three, a fifth, and three players. You good with the three players? We'll two get to players. the players in a minute. A yeah, two? yeah, two players. Two, two players. players. Yeah, two players. Okay, and it and it kind of takes it kind of takes my lot off the board because his cap hit is going to be really high, bro. But you know they'll be able to afford it because they won't have uh, the show. Yeah, but that deal was a friendly deal he signed. Yeah, it was friendly. It wasn't a gigantic deal that extension. I saw it. I was like, it's a futures deal. Yep, yep. And that's why they signed him to the hometown discount deals, and he put him up there. Here, here, here's. Exactly. 15, 16, 19. The second round is 51. Third round is 83. Four is 125, 124. Fifth round, 154, 162, 166. And in the sixth round is 194. Here's where I'm going. I'm with you. I'm going to give the three ones. I'm going to give that two up. Wow. Wow. And I'll give you a fifth rounder. That's the commanders from the commanders. Yeah. Then I'm going to give you Hertz. I'm going to give you Goddard. Mm. And I'm going to give you Dickerson. Dickerson's on a rookie deal still, right? Yep. That fight would be more friendly for for the the Texans Texans to pick that cap up because remember something, they're one of the leaders in the clubhouse when it comes to dead money. Yeah. You get a kid on a rookie deal here, then you slide that kid Isaac up that everyone's high on, you move him in, and you protected Mulata because Mulata would be big money again. Yep. So to me here, three, two, five hurts. They're gonna want somebody. Okay. Oh, to say that that's that, even that deal right there. That's that's still up there also. That's a pretty good deal though, man. I mean, Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, Miles Sanders, quality players. Uh, Miles is on his rookie deal. Hurts is on his rookie deal. Lane may cost you a little bit, but he's going back to Texas. So he's thirty-two, isn't he? Yeah. That's not old for 31, an O-line. 31, 31. He's 31. That's not old for an O-line. Right, right. That's not. They they, they come into themselves later um, in their careers than D-Lyman. D-Lyman have a – D-Lyman, you get the best out of them from 23 until like 28. O-Lyman, yep. 
you get the best out of them from 26 to around 32. Am I right, yep. Barrett? You're absolutely right. Because you're 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 learning. You learn a game. Nine yep. times more technique for you than me. Yep, yep, yep. You you learn the game. You um you you've seen everything under the sun, and you know how to conserve your energy at times when you don't. You know you do a lot of stupid stuff when you're young. You know what I'm saying? And and wasted motion. Once you get your technique down and you hone everything, is the game becomes so much. Easier. It was so much easier from from year year six to year 12, it was so much easier to do everything. I mean, you, you just, you, your body knew where to be, how to get there more efficiently. You see things before it happens, which, you know, gives you a leg up on, um, on, you know, how to, how to, how to block plays. You just do things differently. And, you know, it makes you a better player once you've seen the game and everything's unfolded to you. Uh, and you've seen everything under the sun by that time. Also. I could also add, uh, offer up the weed whacker. I'm with you, Fred. <laughs> I could put the weed whacker in there too, <laughs> if, if you want. How will this affect, and will it affect Jalen? Let's hit on that, Barrett. Now we're number two here. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. Keep it here on the middle. Back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Getting up people uh, texting me, how come I'm not on your show any longer? I'm like, well, it's not what it is. I mean, <laughs> everyone, and Barrett's on WIP this morning, kicking it around with Angelo. That's really awesome, by the way. Oh, man, I appreciate them calling me, man. You know, I mean, talk about an icon. He's an not icon. Only, of hey, hey, Barrett, Angelo, in my opinion, is an entertainer. He gets it. The rest of those guys, look, I'm not going to talk shit on John and Ike. The rest of them guys, whatever, man, they're salesmen, okay? However, that's great because you know why? That means you're making waves, man. That means you're talking. That means you're expanding. That means people think that's a great thing. Now, with also that, they're going to call you a bullshit artist. <laughs> well, I love it then. I love being right, too. Watch what it's I tell you. It's a merit badge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When people start taking <laughs> shots at you, you're relevant. That's a great thing, man. That's we'll a see. super thing. First, thing I just up. can't see it now, now. Come Friday, you really think that they don't want to? They're going to want to take that forty million dollar cap hit? No, <laughs> no. Who in their right? Well, watch this. Let me let me acquire more dead money. And if they move him, you have thirty million on your books. Yep. Come on, man. On your books. Why book, would I mean- do that? It's, I mean, and, and they can't take it. I mean, that they, they can't take it off. Even if they trade him, it's on the books, man. So at what point do you say, all right, we're just going to take this deal? I mean, that's why I say I can't see I, – I, I just can't seem to see how the Eagles aren't in play when you think realistically on how the rest of the league looks at Deshaun Watson. Look here. Here's the best example of that. San Francisco. San Francisco <laughs> traded everything they had to get to number two, I think it was, to get Trey Lance yep. with the Dolphins, okay? So they could get up there in the two-hole. They got Garoppolo. Guy's been to two NFC Championship games in three years. But they like that guy in Houston better. Cleveland has the number one overall pick. And now he's doing crying baby stories and he's writing like sonnets and he's like quoting like Shakespeare. I'm going to start calling Baker Mayfield Shakespeare. That's his new nickname, (laughs) Baker Shakespeare, (laughs) because he's writing all these like, I love letters and you know, (laughs) hey, Shakespeare, shut up. No one cares. You're a cheerleader and you're the dude that drops the chick. (laughs) <laughs> you're just you're 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 not anybody I want as my starting quarterback on my football team for anybody that has to have his tears wiped over with guy your your character is why that team sucks bro at what point do you say the Eagles are set right now to just overlook a franchise quarterback that's a top three quarterback, top five quarterback. Barrett, even if I, even if they gave me no's, I'd be calling Casario going, Nick, 
You'll be out of work in two years. If you take the Carolina deal or the Saints deal or the Falcons deal, you know the only other team would be like the Jets and the Giants with all those ones that they have. But the Jets are a shit franchise. The Giants are in transition. You're going to go to Brian da- Brian Dable, okay, I don't know. Hey, no one's guaranteeing because we, you could be the greatest assistant coach on the planet. Wade Phillips is considered one of the greatest defensive coordinators of all time. Yes. He was okay as a coach. Head, as coach. head coach. Yeah, okay. Who says he's going to be a great head coach? Right? Exactly. You got a show me board you can tell me. You know, Dude. and the reason why he didn't go last year, I think he needed it. He wasn't ready as, as a head coach to go. You imagine Baker Mayfield in Philly? No. He'd, He'd be eating alive. Hey, by the He'd way. He'd be eating alive. Hey, watch this. Can you imagine him putting a letter in the Inquirer? Hey, Philly fans or Eagle fans, I'd like, I'd like to tell you guys, you know, I'm going to try harder next year, work my – they're going to go, shut up. <laughs> shut up. His name is Wentz Shakespeare from now on. <laughs> What a tool bag. I mean it, man. I have no respect for people who do that publicly. Hey, look, man. Barrett, if I had a problem, i go with one of my teammates and i go, hey, you know, hey, man, this is like, you know, this. I, I, I just wish the noise would settle down. And then you could talk it out with your boys. But you don't do what Wentz does. Hey, I got to tell you, man. And by the way, did you find – I heard it was – um. I heard, who was the guy? Was it Sproles that had a problem with Wentz? Yeah. I heard it was Sproles that he went to, and Sproles went to him and confronted him on it, saying that he was hoping that uh, Foles failed. And right. he didn't like that Foles was carrying the team. Yeah. And and and, and it was going to be a huge fight. I mean, Sproles going to whoop that. Yeah. Hey, how about that? It was Sproles <laughs> that confronted him. That's the Maybe. word. Sproles confronted him when he, he got word that that Wentz was barking at, you know, subtly saying that uh, he didn't really like the fact kinda, that Kind of laughing about it. Yeah. Well, Sproles confronts him in the locker room. Could have got, hey, Wentz could have got his ass kicked right there. Right, right. My money's, on, my money's on Sproles. <laughs> that trying, dude's a I'm fire trying, plug, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah, my for, money's on that dude. I'm looking for Adam right? Schefter. Adam Schefter said that the, uh, the Eagles aren't interested. I doubt if he'd say that. I'm, I'm looking for it now. Hold on. Adam Schefter says the Eagles aren't interested. Yeah, I don't see it. Where is it at? Just wait a minute, wait a minute, Barrett. Let me let me let me let me put the brakes on that. You mean like when Pete Carroll three weeks ago said that we have no intentions of trading? Right, exactly. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. You mean like that? Yeah, like like we're doing everything possible to keep keep him around to 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 you know as as our franchise quarterback. Pete Carroll was quoted. We have no intention of trading <laughs> Russell Wilson. Next week, dude, we've been working on it for three weeks. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. Remember something. These GMs are bullshit artists. They're professional liars. They're the closest thing to strippers and car salesmen. <laughs> I never heard it said like that, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, a stripper's a professional liar. Hey, I really love you. Man. You're wonderful looking. Not right that now. I those things said to me. I'm just making them from what I hear and, you know, from what I do on Google. When you Google, you know me. I mean, Google porn's always great when you're doing that. Sorry up there, whatever. So, I mean, like, 
when you're doing that, you know, I mean, I mean, dude, man, and then you get salesmen, and that's what most GMs are, the professional salesmen. Well, I mean, I still don't see it. Okay, Kevin, lawyers too. They're professional liars. Yeah, I don't see it, man. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out if he's he, – he, he, I don't see it on his, on his timeline, so. Hey, Xander brought a great point up just now. And some people would think this is BS. How he told Schefter to keep quiet on the Eagles and he will give him the story if he breaks it. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. Hey. Or they get, they drop a dime and say, "Hey, man, just like just like just like they did you." They said, uh, "Well, hold off on the Mike Vick. Wait until twelve o'clock." Here, I'm going to give you an example. Adam Schefter, Bruce Allen. Hey, um, Adam, take a look at this trade story and tell me if – no, no, no. This is Adam Schefter to Bruce Allen. I'm writing a story. By the way, who broke the RG3 story? You can Google that too. Big Sills was the one saying that RG3 was going to be released from Washington. Who broke that? Bruce Allen came on my program, and I broke that story too. No one had that but me. He came on, I go – are you moving on from RG3? And he goes, yes. I scooped the DC dudes. I'm going to show you how this – I did. Who? This is how this works. Watch this. Adam Schefter's got a story on the Eagles. Howie, take a look at this story. Do I need to edit it? Looks good to me. They go with it. And by the way, that was chronicled in a story about three months ago that Schefter got caught doing that to Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen I've known for 40 years, okay? Bruce is notorious for calling me. You know who used to also do this? Watch this. Cilio, the Bartolo's going to get the 49ers taken away from him. And I used to go like this. And get, guess who used to be one of my biggest sources? It used to – it it was Al Davis. He would t- He would tell me – Every he would call me. You know what he wanted me to do? He wanted me to spy on the Bucks once. Because you know what they did? They brought Charlie Gardner in. Yeah. They brought Tim Brown in. They brought that guy Ricky Dudley in, who was a stiff tight end. Tight end, yep. And he goes like this: How are they doing? What are they? Those guys are all washed up. And I'm going like, man, it's the Bucks and it's Bruce and Rich McKay was still there. And all the and I'm, I'm like, man. I, so I was like, I, I felt uncomfortable doing that because both guys were my friends. But Al would go back. He goes, those guys. He sat on the phone with me for three hours, cussing Bruce Allen and John Gruden out. By the way, how John Gruden got back to the Raiders will always be the biggest mystery to me because Al Davis hated him, hated him. It's Why'd a fact. Him? I asked. I tried to get Amy Trask involved. She goes. Leave me out of this. You know too much, Dan. And I was well, like, I, yeah. I, 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 I never I, thought I, they hated him. Out. I never thought they hated him. Oh, they – Al Davis despised him. He called him the MFR, told him that he hopes he dies. He goes, and that two-faced Bruce Allen called what? him a two-faced because they ended up working their way out of that deal. They ended up getting draft choices for him. But um, Al Davis never forgave John Gruden. And when Mark Davis hired him, bro, I, I went like this. How in the hell did that happen? Al hated him with a passion. 
hated John Gruden. Was on the phone with me for hours, Barrett. I'm sitting in the Pico lot at Fox Sports, and I'm sitting there for three hours in my car. Hey, I would get this call. Watch my, my wife was my producer for 20 years. She would sit there and go, Fudgy's on the phone. That was Al's assistant. Dan, hi, Fudgy. Coach Davis is coming on. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Hey, I got something for you here. Clyde Christensen is going to be going to the Buccaneers. Let me know. When, um, uh, I'll, I'll give you the details tomorrow. I'd go on my radio show in Tampa and go like this. Clyde Christensen's going to be signing as offensive coordinator with the Buccaneers. That's how I got all my insight. This is how these guys do it. You do favors. So and somebody brought this up yesterday too, Barrett. Well, you know, if Deshaun Watson comes to, um, you know, Philly, all the, the the media people will be bashing on Deshaun. I go, oh, you think the Philadelphia Eagles, who are broadcast on WIP, you think those hosts are going to start going personal and shitting all over Deshaun Watson if he comes to Philly? You know what that Eagle team will do? You know this better than anybody. Accessibility will be denied. Bro, they hold a grudge also. They hold a serious grudge. They will not let you in the building. <laughs> Ask my boy Joe. <laughs> Joe said Laquito, he, he when he wrote that story about uh about Wentz, he almost got blacklisted from, from being in a locker room, period. So get this. I want to show you something. M-O-N money. Adam Schefter said on the fanatic with Kincaid today. No reason to check in, nothing to see, no movement. That's not a denial. Right. <laughs> where, where, where do you see the Eagles are? Hey, in that quote, and I know you're paraphrasing, but where do you see, and Adam's a brilliant dude at this, he, he keeps open ends. That's an open-ended answer. Watch this. Nothing to report. Hey, Barrett, I could do it. Hey, Dan, what about the Eagles' opportunity at um, Atlanta, Deshaun? Not, nothing to report. Um, nothing to check in for. Because there isn't. Because everybody's talking to him now and his representatives. That's not a denial. That's a lawyer's answer. Well, it's almost look at you look at it. You can look at it from a, a bunch of different ways. They'll say, all right, um, you know, nobody's talking to him. But yet and still, instead of going in the draft to get a, a pass rusher, they go and get Hassan Reddick because they're going to use their three ones to get Deshaun. I mean, that, that's kind of the same thing you're talking about right there. Or oh, we're just we're going to add this over here and add that over there, and that's what makes it equal this. I mean, they do it all the time, man, all the time. But it just makes a lot of sense for the Eagles because they just have the draft capital, the cap room to to make things happen, make they make make players available for their franchise to help them out. It just makes too much sense for them not to. So I'd go to that shithole Cleveland instead of Philly. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, 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 were you sending me what, Baker, what, too? <laughs> what else do they have, man? I'm to, hold on, I, I, what are you going to send, Garrett? You'd have to. Yep. You'd have to send him. You'd have to send Miles And Garrett. who else, though? Who else, though? One of the running backs? Oh yeah, you'd send you'd send Kareem Hunt. You wouldn't want to send Chubb. Austin Hooper. You always send the guy that you traded for or you signed as a free agent. You never signed your hometown guy. Right. You never re, never trade your home your home guy. You always trade the guy that you made a deal for. Yeah, cuz cuz again, that's a personnel thing, personnel department. You know how they are. Right. They'd that's rather our send guy. the guy 
Yeah, that's our guy. We'll fall on the sword for him. We'll fall on the sword for him. We'll send you Kareem. Okay. <laughs> and hey, I'm glad you see that. You agree? Okay, good. He agrees. And so, like, yeah, nothing to report here. No shit. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. And by the way, who do you believe, Adam Schefter or Joe Banner? I believe Joe. Think more, what's this? I'm not saying that. And, and by the way, I love doing this too. I actually do it a little bit. I did it to you yesterday, but watch. Hold on, Barrett. Yeah. There's a ch- Okay, thank you. There's a chance that Deshaun could be in Philadelphia and they all meet and ha- okay and have conversation. <laughs> the thing he does on TV with the phone in his hand. I mean, dude, it's a great <laughs> gimmick. I I mean, I, I, I admire the gimmick he's made. He's like, you know what he is? To me, he's like Hulk Hogan. He's got a gimmick. I, wrestlers call it a gimmick. Adam's got a gimmick. And he's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got the weed whacker in my hand as my gimmick. I'm just thinking who, at this point, who else would really be just being up front? Who else could offer anything comparable to what the, the Eagles Giants. can offer? I'll give you Saquon Barkley. I'll give you that Leonard kid, that DT. Yeah. And I'll give you my two two twos th- or my two ones this year. And I could spread out maybe a one next year and a one after that too. So I'll give you Barkley. I'll give you Barkley. What's his name? Leonard Williams? Uh, yeah. I'll give you that DT, who's a good player, by the way. He's a very good player. Okay. And I'll give you my two twos. And then I'll start giving and – and I'll give you, like, spread out deals next year and the year after that. I could do it th- that way. I think you could bite and nibble on something like that. Okay, that that would be – the Jets could – here, I got the list in front of me here. Um, The Lions? <laughs> I, I'm sorry I even brought that up, dude. I mean, like, okay. You know, I brought this up. You know what? I'm, I'm going to ask you again. If you're Doug Peterson – how don't you do this, dude? I'll give you last year's number one, this year's number one, my first round pick next year, and I'll give you three players off my roster that you have that we have right now, and I'll give you twos and threes. If you're in, he lives in the South. I mean, he's from the South. He's from Atlanta. Yep. Jacksonville's not far away. Three hours. And you're going with hours. a coach who you can trust in Doug Peterson. Believe me, after the urban liar nightmare you're gonna have a coach in there who's a former player who's also a guy who understands the game and and a super bowl you know how many how many super bowl coaches are in the game right now active doug peterson um john harbaugh um who else uh belichick texans here coach no No, he's not a winner the head guy sean mcveigh who else I got four. Hmm. What what I'm saying is, there ain't a lot of them dudes. No. Lovey wasn't the head coach then? No. No. With the Bears? 
No, no, yeah, he got the team. He got the team to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it. Oh, he didn't win it. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that was his Bears team with Rex Grossman. Yeah. Bruce Arians, yeah, Bruce Arians win. Andy Reid. There's like six, seven dudes, man. And if you're Deshaun Watson, how about this? I get to go to Jacksonville. I get to stay. I mean, Tomlin also. Yep, that's right. Tomlin also. Hey, how about this? I mean, Barrett, tell me that doesn't. And I'm giving you an opportunity to have Trevor Lawrence too. Last year's one, this year's one, a one next year. Players, dude. Now that's that might be because that's, that's the first pick this year, also. Yeah, I'm giving you two. I'm giving you a a guy who was who was said, said to be the best prospect in the history of evaluating the quarterback position in Trevor Lawrence, who was groomed since seven oh seven, like 10, dude. 12 years old. And I'm giving you one this year, which means this. I still get Neil for him in Texas. I still get the kid, and I get a one next year. Come on, man. If you're – look, and I say this to you because I'm trying to make an example. The 49ers have two quarterbacks in the conversation. And get this. Look at their quarterback room. Their quarterback room is better than the Eagle quarterback room just by success alone. Garoppolo has done 10 times – if Jalen Hurts ever duplicated anything Jimmy Garoppolo did on a football field – not right now. The Eagles would be thankful that he was 36 and 16 and been to two NFC championship games in three years. You could say whatever you want about Garoppolo. He's but a the success that he has, he's five and two in the postseason, also, having whipped Aaron Rodgers a few times. I mean, dude, don't think anything is out of the realm of possibility right now for oh, and a he guy almost, like this. And he almost got he he, he almost Ruffled up the the one of the best coach uh, player tandems in the league, you know, with with um with with Brady and Belichick. He was almost that guy to to split that that duo in half during the time before he was with uh, when he's with New England. If how it wasn't for the owner, the owner's the only thing that kept Tom Brady there. How about this, Barrett? What do you think the chances the Patriots made a call? Oh, of course they made a call. They just don't. Even have they're not going to trade him to them because no. it's AFC, right? And it's Bell. You don't think Bill went like this? Mac Jones is a fine ball player. <laughs> Mac Jones gives us the division again. And if we win the division like we did with Brady, it gives us a puncher's chance in the postseason. Deshaun Watson on the. Watch this. Deshaun Watson on the Patriots, they win the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So wait a minute. I'm not going to make a call because I drafted Mac Jones. How dumb is that conversation? That's for fans to go. They'd never do it. You and me know this. They, they search out every possibility, and they do it to exhaustion, don't they, Barrett? I mean – Look at what they've done. I mean, they let players go on the assumption of another player. I mean, they're they're great at that. That's what they do. That's why he's one of the best GM slash coaches in the league. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to turn over every stone. And best believe he's been on the phone calling them. And, and he just doesn't have any assets right now that he could make something happen. Dominique, you bring a great point up. I can't wait for this. Deshaun Watson to sign so we can kill this noise. Here's the one thing else. And, and, and Barrett, it's a great point because you know why? I'm not suggesting to you that the Eagles 
are 100% going to land him. But what I do want to know is I want to make sure that the Eagles got up to the plate and made their swings. I want my three swings at this. And get this at the end of the day, if it comes out that the Eagles took their three swings and they took their best three swings, not on them. No. But if you come in there with some shitty offer and you come in there less than market value what people are offering – you were never really interested in it. And then I'd question your motive on winning because if you think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts, you are smoking crack. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we you have to be in on the on the, on the the Watson. Uh, I mean, he, even, he even went so far as to say that. His job is to make sure this Eagles team is better. Not make friends, but make this team better. And you can't. You can't. You obviously can't say that you tried to make the team better. You didn't try to uh, go out and get the best quarterback on the market right now. He is the best quarterback on the market right now. The Here, best player on the market right now. This guy Smitty goes. Foles won a Super Bowl. You actually think that Jalen Hurts has the arm that Nick Foles does and the accuracy? Absolutely not. He's just not consistent enough. His problem is he's a substitute teacher. That's all he is. And get this. He's got Eli Manning tendencies in his game. You know what that is? When Nick Foles is hot, that dude is like fire iron hot. When that dude is cold, that dude's the worst thing I've seen since Carson Wentz is worst. He could be as bad as Wentz. Yeah. That's why and I say he's not a starting a quarterback, right, Barrett? You don't want those gigantic swings. And that's what always has derailed Foles' career. You have this giant high, Super Bowl MVP, can't get any higher. Then you have him shit in the bed in Jacksonville. You can't go like that. Organizations can't build a franchise around guys who are on the seesaw like that. They want guys like this. That's why Garoppolo is such a commodity, Barrett. Well, he that's why Jalen – so there you go. So that's why Jalen Hurts right now is – That's right. Jalen okay. balances the seesaw. Yeah. He's like – what? look, Gardner Minshew's more like this. Yep. Okay? These Brady's like this, but he's up here like this. Right. <laughs> Right? and But watch this. Aaron Rodgers up here until he gets to the postseason, and he's like this. You're trying to get as much stability as you possibly can, and that's what the difference in Foles was. Foles couldn't beat Andy freaking Dalton out. Well, he lost a job to Garner Minshew <laughs> in Jacksonville. Signed an $80 million contract. It was like $88 million for four years. I mean, that's ridiculous and did I mean, nothing while I was there. I thought Brock Osweiler stole money in in Houston. <laughs> this guy went into Jacksonville, and he also went without a gun. But he went in with a mask and said, give me, uh, give me all your money. And Jacksonville did it because they thought they had the guy there. He's just a – okay, he's just a substitute teacher. But he does have tendencies – and he's got what's his, he's got a Super Bowl arm. It's proven. Jalen doesn't. Dude, Jalen has Jalen Hurts gotten better as a read progression guy since Alabama. Um, he's gotten better as a quarterback. 
since he oh, left, oh, left Alabama. Uh, okay, very nice. Wait, 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 way to broaden <laughs> it. Nicely done there by you. <laughs> nicely done by yeah. you because the intangibles and all around it. Okay. Well, I'm talking about when he got to he became a better passer. At Oklahoma. At Oklahoma with his arm. And you don't read defenses at that level. They didn't teach him to read defense at that level. He, I mean, he had he had he had Lamb there. Every time Lamb ran a route, he was wide open. He wasn't reading anything. He was just throwing it to the open receiver. And CeeDee Lamb was open every time he threw to him. It wasn't like he was leading him or anything else. Oh, he's open by about 10 yards. Let me get the ball to him. So it's hard to say, you know, did he get any better as far as reading? I mean, none of these quarterbacks really read. They never had to. You know, even 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 um, you look at Burrow, Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows didn't read anything while he was at uh, at LSU. He won a championship. He won a, he won that because look at the receivers that he had. Everybody was open. To my embarrassment of riches, I mean everybody was open out there. So to think that you know you 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 come into the NFL and you're going to learn how to play quarterback. You know you you it's going to take a while to learn how to play quarterback. By the way, my um. My 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 aunt really likes you. Does it? <laughs> I go, you know, this guy's like six six, like and a half, and he's like three hundred and forty pounds, and like he killed guys. I sent her a picture, that seventy six picture that Xander posted. She's like, wow. I go, oh yeah, this guy's one of them sunblotters too, man. He's like, he comes he comes to the line of scrimmage. You're like this, holy shit! I'm gonna have to turn my ankle on this guy. <laughs> this guy's gonna roll off that ball, dog. She's like, I go, no, he's like, he's like, he's like one of those big, I'll I, I tell you what, man, he could probably fill his helmet up with probably 10 gallons of water. This dude's a yeah, big boy, man. You know what? <laughs> when I used to go to different teams, when I used to go to different teams, man, they'd be like, man, you looked a lot bigger when you was there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you look bigger in Philly green. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, That's Barrett, you look real lean in that Steeler <laughs> gear, man, but you look like a horse in that Eagle gear, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, my aunt's like, man, he's really he's really a nice guy. I go, yeah, don't let it fool you, though, man. Hey, man you got to turn it he's, on. He's working at being a nice guy. You understand that. He's been working at it like I have. She's like, what do you mean? He's not a jerk. I go, oh, man, you got to understand. He wanted to rip my throat out like 20 years ago. Okay, 15 years ago, this guy wanted to take my jugular, break it over his knee, and then, you know, drop a deuce on me. And she's like this. He, I go, hon, I'm not saying it's a, figu it's a figurative thing. He's a nice guy now. And she's like, well, he just seems like a sweetheart. I go, oh, really? I'll make sure I tell him that. <laughs> and, I, and I go, hey, remember something, man? He, he was schooled by the sergeant, okay? <laughs> your mom, the, I call your mom the sergeant now. It's what I go. <laughs> I go, you know, he, I go, hey, Sergeant Brooks was, uh, you know, that's the one that schooled his ass, man, Sergeant Brooks. <laughs> well, like I said, man, it, 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 you just you got to be able to turn it on and off, man. Because there was times, man. I, I you know, I, I couldn't turn it off sometimes, man. But you know, now I'm 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 not like I'm not trying to get I'm trying to get to heaven like my mom. But I'm I'm I'm. You got I'm three right daughters, right? Yeah, three daughters. Three daughters. Can I ask you something? one thing before we go to timeout? Yeah, what's up? My daughter goes like this to me. 
Dad, you're the dumbest person I've ever met in my entire life. You're so stupid with some of the things you think. And I've never had anybody talk more shit to me in my life than my kid. I have never, ever. And, you know, I, I did this the other, I did this about three years ago. I said, Danielle, I'm going to bury you here. The crabs are going to find you like later on in life after I buried you in the sand. She looks over at the person that's laying next to us. She goes, he'll never do that. This guy's a coward now. He used to be a tough. I'm, she's saying this in front. I'm going like, what? what, what? I mean, I, 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 my respect level with my, I don't know what with Bro, you, man. Put it like this, man. Like my daughters, man. I, I used to have to, um, like all the boyfriends. They're like tall guys, so they all played basketball, and I used to take them to the court, dog, and punish them just so they know. <laughs> punish them, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just to just to prove a point. I, and I had to soak in, in, in Epsom salt afterwards. But that just for that time, I had to punish these guys and make sure they treated my daughters right, man. On I did court, this punish. to this. My, every time a guy walks in, like supposedly we're having a couple dudes over. And so, like, this guy comes walking in. I go, what's your name again? She's like, Dad, you know his name's Johnny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, how you doing, Johnny? What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll, 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 I'll do some shit. Like, I'll go, what's your name, man? He goes, uh, Mr. Celio, it's I go, yeah, okay. don't don't Mr. Celio me, man. I know the game. I know how to work it. <laughs> you, you don't you don't don't play that role with me, man. I go, absolutely not. Guy, believe me, everything you've tried, I've done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so don't and, and, and my, my wife's like, shut up. Will you please? And so I don't know. All right, let's take a timeout. This thing's on autopilot here, man, because I do believe are the Eagles the front runner? Are they in the mix? Where are they in this ladder for Watson? We'll do it next. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, three minutes. Keep it on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Eric Brooks, Big Sills, the middle. Um, by the way, Xander, what's the name of that stiff that's out in the fanatic? Um, that um, I live in his head rent free. What, what, what's that, what's that? There's a dude over there that um, I live in his head rent free, and I know he watches because he's a stiff. Jamie Lynch, you're a stiff. <laughs> John's great. John and I are boys. Make sure you get that to him, too. Everyone, make sure you get that to him. He's a stiff. What, what did Jamie do, man? Oh, he he's like, this guy doesn't know shit. He doesn't talk to anybody. And, and you know, I, I text Kincaid. I go, who's this nobody? It was like, you know, you know, I've never met a market of nobodies in my life. Now, Barrett, I knew you from your days playing ball. I knew John. I know John Ritchie from – he started actually – in San Francisco and KMBR when I was out there. I know Ike, obviously. Angelo, for sure. Morgani, I know all them dudes, right? But some of these other guys, stiffs. And what I said yesterday was, what really makes the Philly mark, Dude, you could have trained seals on the air. The city of Philly sports fans, they make that station, WIP, the number one 12-plus station because of the content they have when it comes to the teams they air, the rest of them are stiffs. Okay? The fans make that thing because, hey, Barrett, Boston. They're knowledgeable, man. Dude, I talked at WEI in Boston, man, and they were just really off the chains great, too. I mean, they get a bad rap. It's a pretty good sports market. I talked in Chicago, and I, LA's the worst. Oh, God, I hated. it. Well, you're being very mean about how the Lakers are not getting it done. I'm like this. Excuse me? You're the <laughs> Lakers, man. You want hats and T-shirts or do you want the damn party on Figaro? What the hell are we talking about here? Average? I hated talking. Uh, my PD would go like this. Hey, you got to be a little kind. I'm not kinder. <laughs> I'm from New England, bitch. What <laughs> 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 are you talking about, man? Come on, man. Well, they say, um, they're saying that um, uh, the only way that... Jamie that Lynch, they... you're a stiff. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Um, but they're saying uh, the only way that uh, these teams could talk to the Texans is if they have approved trade packages. There's no way that the 49ers have a, a approved trade package to talk to them. Where is wait, this coming wait, from, man? Wait, wait. Hey. Eagles, your, your your trade package, all them all them ones. It it it. We don't really like it. We'll take the one. We'll we'll, we'll take the one from Carolina this year. <laughs> that's that's doable. Common sense. Common on, sense. Man. Oh man. wait, the Eagles the trade package is not good enough. But the Carolina Panthers. Here's Christian McCaffrey. I don't want him. Right. <laughs> He's bang. He's not a. What they did with him. He's not a three hundred carry guy. But they ran him in between the tackles and they wore the treads out. 
His treads are worn out, dog. Not everybody's Emmett Smith at that. You know, Emmett, when I first saw Emmett, he came into the Cowboy Complex. I went like this. That guy won't last five years. He was 5'9", 198. And I went like this, Barrett. I didn't think he – and I, I saw him at Florida, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. This guy played 16 years. <laughs> this guy put up 16, 18,000 yards rushing. I'm like, holy cow, man. This In between the tackles, up. too. In between the tackles. In between 28 carries, 152, man. That guy was just knocking people down, man. I never. He was a freak show. He was an absolute freak show, man. And I never thought he would do it. I'm just saying, man, you've got hey, you you you've got to have the body type to do it. All right. So who do you believe, Barrett? Joe Banner? Oh, there's no question I believe Joe. I mean, like I said, Joe drafted me. And um, you know, Joe does his homework. You know, just because he might be out of the game, he's still tied in. He's still on the horn like he's a GM. He's like he's making trades also, you know what I'm saying, and nobody to trade. He's very aware of what teams need, what they want, and, um, you know, and especially about the Eagles, you know, because he still has, a you know, a place in his heart for him. How come he got blown out? Was he got, did he get blown out after the Nassimwa and the Vince Young and that whole superstar team? Did he, did he leave when Andy left? No, he left just before then. You know, he, he just he – just, I think he left. Did the owner fire him or did he step down? I think he stepped down. I, I, you know, he was just tired, man. He was tired, bro. Um, I mean, he, he got to a point, man, he was just so cheap that, you know, he wasn't signing guys back that he should have signed back. I, I, I think he – I'm not sure, but I'm kind of sure that, you know, it was B-Dog that really did him in, you know, not signing B-Dog back. I mean, that was crucial. Whoever the GM was during that time was crucial. I mean, how do you not sign that kid back? Come on, man. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, and and by the way, I think the biggest f up that the Eagles have had in the last twenty years, man, I let Deshaun, I didn't let Shady McCoy walk out the room, man, and nobody oh, stepped in, and nobody all, stepped yeah. in, dude, and stopped that. I mean, even the owner Jimmy Johnson wanted to trade away Dan Marino, Wayne Heisinger parachuted in and went. I don't think so. We're not doing that. That ain't that ain't working for us, Jimmy. I'm much, I'm much I love you. I'm siding with Dan on that. We're not, we're not going down that route. Oh, yeah. And he stepped in and stopped that deal. How come nobody stopped? I mean, that shady McCoy deal, man. I was so happy to see him do that one day deal. And he, he retired a, um, an Eagle. Yep. An Eagle. I thought that showed a lot of respect again. He's leading rusher for the leading rusher in franchise history. That's shady crazy. McCoy. Unbelievably great. Well, that's, um, that's, that's all, that's all Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, man, came in and, and just tore everything. I mean, how do you, how do you go with Chip? Chip Kelly, the lunch lady didn't even like Chip Kelly. How are you mean to the lunch lady, bro? Huh. To the secretary or or the people? The people he wouldn't even talk to the people that uh that um cleaned the place for him. Like he would have somebody, one of his guys, one of his minions, go tell him, "Hey, I need this done." Instead of going up there and telling, "Hey, uh, could you guys do this for me?" He would have somebody else talk to them. He would talk to them directly. What is that all about? He's he's been a flop since he's left Oregon. Well, yeah. Now he did have a nine and seven season in Philly. Am I right? Well, he had two ten win seasons, I think. Okay. Well, it's not that bad. But then again, that roster was set up, and then he destroyed the roster, right? Right, right, right. With that stupid ass eighty five play deal, where he's going to put eighty five offensive plays and run your defense into the mash unit. 
that's exactly what he did. That's no doubt. You I mean you can't have NFL players playing like that and think that you know the war of attrition isn't going to take effect. You know you can't. Jason Peters at the time was like his tenth or eleventh year playing 85, 90 plays. What? Come on. <laughs> what? Hey man, get this. Usually when you see eighty five plays, that's your defense getting run over. Right, and that's what, like, you know, just, not your offense throwing. That's up a rough 85. day. That's a rough day in the neighborhood. Then you know, oh, 85, 85 plays, and usually okay, the offense has, up. yeah, and, and and the offense having like 30, 40 plays. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a thrashing. That's a fifty pointer there. You know, you yeah, lose about that's somebody's running the ball like for three hundred <laughs> yards on you. And it's a, hey, that ain't a football game. That's a track meet. Right, right. <laughs> These guys are going up and down the field on you, man. Hey, I am so glad that I've never had it. I, I, I've been in a game where we won 38 to 6, and it was Ironhead. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're playing this team, man, in Ironhead. And by the way, they had Randy Dixon. They had Stepnoski. They had all these guys I'm playing against. And there's this Ironhead, 285 pounds, and that fricker could run four fours, four fives. His kid plays for the Steelers now. Yeah. And yeah. his other kid is coming out. Um, of Michigan State, who's going to be a high draft choice too, man. That kid's going to be good. That Hayward kid, man, looks like he—he he looks like. D- I'll tell you what, man. That's a guy that the Eagles could look at because he reminds me of uh, Debo Samuel. You know, you—they played him. Uh, they played him at wideout. They played him at running back. That kid at Michigan State kind of reminds me that a uh, Hayward's kid reminds me. I saw him play against Miami. They wore the Canes ass out, man, and he wore them out. They got a kid Walker too, as a running back, who looks like he could be somebody that, if I were the Eagles and that guy gets into the second round, I think his name was Kenny 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 Walker the second or something. Yeah, like and he that. and yeah, and he's one of those guys that you could you could plug and play him. He can play all three um, levels as far as you know being a guy in the backfield, a third down guy. He can be a guy that's going to be you know third and one or goal line. You know he fits all the he fits all the boxes. You know he was like. He was up there for the Heisman like three quarters through the season. He was up for the Heisman then too. I love Mel Tucker, man, what he's done to Michigan State. Absolutely. I mean, man, hey, by the way, he turned that bitch around and gave him $10 million per. Way to go, yeah. Mel. <laughs> 10 years, $10 million per. 10 years. It gave him $100 million, man. Michigan State. Way to go, Mel Tucker, man. You ain't never lied. I would love to see that guy get a shot in the NFL. I mean, I love me some He Mel was a coordinator Tucker. for a while. You know, What's that? But- he was a coordinator for a while. He was, you know, my wife, my wife's pointing out, she goes, That's my favorite coach. <laughs> yeah, she loves Mel Tucker, man. She's like, these boys, man, I'll tell you what, they're physical, they're tough. Yep. He's recruiting well. He's, well he belongs, he belongs in the Big Ten. He belongs yeah. in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's the, that's the mentality, man. I mean, yep. I like a lot of those players on that team, too, especially some of the guys in the offensive line. So, all right, Barrett. Scale of one to ten, where are the Eagles in this whole Deshaun Watson mess? They're at least eight and a half, nine. <laughs> at the very least. Man, I love the fact you think we we think alike in this. You know, you know, you're gonna hear people going, There's no way he's coming. I didn't ask you that. I asked you where I thought the Eagles were in the process of going after him. You guys are talking, some of you are talking about different things in a different side of the conversation. He ain't coming. No one's talking about that. I'm saying, are the Eagles in the conversation with the Texans to try to land Deshaun Watson? Stay focused, folks. Well, stay focused on this. 
they have the best package to present to the Texans. There's no other team that can give them what they can give them. None. As far as draft capital, they are the cream of the crop. Now, they better go all in. And that's the biggest thing. They better go all in on this situation. He has to be in Philly. He's got to go all in. Why? Do you think it destroys uh, Jalen? No, I don't think it destroys Jalen because Jalen's going to be all right. No matter what happens, Jalen's going to be all right. His head is screwed on straight that he understands what it is to be in the NFL, what it is to be a dispensable player. You know, he's been through it before. What I'm talking about, Howie's, who Howie is in his organization. And like I said, he's on a lame dunk here. And he he wants to tie himself to a decision Ooh. that he's made. He Ooh. needs to tie himself. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just had another dynamic here. Howie's contract. I don't know. Howie's contract. Do you want to look like the rest of the GMs? Or do you want to be a superstar GM? Well, that means it makes difference. Look at what Jason Light. How do you look at Jason Light today? Yep. In Tampa after bringing Brady in. Yep. How do you look at how 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 do you look at him as a personnel guy versus three years ago when that team was seven and nine under Jameis Winston? You look at that guy going, they brought it all back two years in a row. All of them. You see Jensen signed to go back to Tampa, the center. He, yep. he he's back. He he was going to potentially go out in the open market and test the market. Of course, he's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, Brady's you back. See his- you see his text? I guess I gotta go buy, uh, buy more baby powder because <laughs> he's, he's he's a sweater man, and, and you know Brady hates sweaters when they're center. But he say I've never had a player have my back like 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 this guy. So Jensen said, Look, I guess I gotta go get some more um more baby powder because that's that's his guy, man. I love watching him play. Love watching him play. This is why I say it's a ten. And what you've been saying this morning, and the naysayers will say, we're not in the conversation. I'm not saying this yet. How do you not, if you are out there talking to the Niners, the Falcons, the Browns, these other teams going, Philly offered us this. What do you offer us? You're either going to go like this. Here's what Carolina and Atlanta are offering. One this year, a one next year. Philly can give you four ones. It's unprecedented historical place that the Texans can find them in. Barrett, I don't think in draft history, I don't know, since 36 the draft, I don't think in the history of the draft there's been four ones presented to a team. Nope. How in the world are you not doing this? Look what I could do with those four ones. And get this. So you have the third pick. You have the 15th, 16th, and 19th pick this year. You could potentially do this. I'll tell you what I'll do. We'll go like this. We'll trade We'll trade two of those, one of those picks. Cut it in half and have another two for next year. Plus my own, I could potentially go like this. 
I could have three this year, three next year. <laughs> and I with those eagle picks, or how about this? I could just sit at three and 15, take the other two, cut them up and turn them into four picks over the next two years. I don't know what you're talking about, folks. They got their own pick. If they get three number ones from the Eagles, and they, they say, "All right, we want one more. We want one more next year." Right, one That's more five. next year. That's five. You take two of them. Let's just say you take two of them. You trade down. You get more ones for those guys. You get another four. Over the next two years, you could potentially turn that into six ones. I don't know what we're talking about here, Atlanta, the Saints. You guys aren't, I mean, you have to, hey, when you're selling a house or you're selling a car, here's the the, um, opening bid. You know how you do those those auctioneer things? Here's the opening bid for this boat. Right. (laughs) 10,000 bucks. Then you go on a bid and people in the room bid. If I got two people bidding on it, it's $12,000. If I've got 200 people bidding on it, it's $25,000. This is all negotiation. Look, my background, too, also, I know, Barrett, besides being a wrestler and a maniac, <laughs> I also worked in um, on Wall Street. This is how you negotiate. I did. I worked what? at Bear Stearns. This is crazy. I worked at Bear Stearns as a stocks uh, analyst, and I also worked on acquisitions and mergers. I was part of the Sarah Lee acquisition and i also worked on waste management and i worked on a couple other things with um ace greenberg that was trump's guy and he ran bear stearns and uh yeah i did that for but as a matter of fact one of the reasons i was really good at handling phones was because i really had a great pitch barrett my pitch hey this is bear stearns uh this is dan cilio we've never had a losing quarter in 68 years we're not like merrill lynch we don't flip-flop you in and out of stocks we pick three stocks we go after it. And this is why we've never had a losing quarter in 68 years. <laughs> you still know it, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. You better bang that baby in because these sharks, man, they like they, they like the game. They, hey, I told one guy, I go, hey, Trojan Rubber's going to go to $14 a, a, a share, okay? <laughs> the guy goes, it's trading at $1.68. I went. Well, the CDC is going to come out and say that the AIDS epidemic, we have insight, is a global catastrophe. You know, I mean, it's going to go 14-fold. I'm going to make 14-fold on your money. Guy goes, you sure I go? I wouldn't be telling you this, sir. Sure enough, man. Thing went to $15 from a dollar something. The guy calls me back. He goes, I just made $190,000. I said, yeah. Your boy. And Boom. Big Seal's got 10%. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was creepy, though, after a while. You know, because you're kind of like bullshitting people. You know? You know how I I stopped wrestling? My grandfather calls me up and goes, you're going to do this for the rest of your life? I mean, Jesus Christ, you got a Series 7. You got a college degree. And you're you're just going to, like, I'm making $15,000 a week. Dad? He goes, damn. What a shame. So he shamed me into quitting. I, I should never have done that, man. Just beat me you'd up. Been, bro. You'd have been the rock, man. Man, I know, man. More rock head, but you know. Right. 
Bone Crusher Cilio. That's right, brother. That was the nickname. That was my nickname, Bone Crusher. I was the Bone Crusher. <laughs> 280 pounds. <laughs> I slam you with bro, all you of this you Italian life, meat that I have. Well, hey, put it like this, man. We got two days until all this is going to happen. Two days. Two marvelous days. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm still with it. I'm hey, still going with it. Don't let these people shake Stick it, it to my guns. That's right. Stick it to my guns. By the way, I got Warren Moon on later. I want to know what Moon thinks of all this stuff, too. So I got him on the afternoon show, so I hope everybody – don't. And again, like I said, too, man, don't be shy not to come over there, too. Let Barrett see the bone crusher. Here's the bone crusher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barrett, I'm 328 there, baby. <laughs> 328. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man, that's the bone crusher. <laughs> hey, my man, tomorrow we're good? Make it happen, bro. You got Make it, it man. We'll see you on the flip side. We'll catch you tomorrow here on The Middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.